before we kick off, we need to quickly give you a fair warning. What's that, John? This pod might contain some naughty words. It's uncut, and since we're just chatting with people in a relaxed and honest way, there's a chance. There is a chance. This show is 99% clean, but every now and again, one of us gets excited and a word escapes our mouth, right? Exactly. So if you're listening to this on your morning school run, I'd probably switch to business not as usual for something completely different. Vincent Mirabelli. Love that show. But why would a pineapple wear shades? You're locked into 168FM and listening to business analysts on the ground, the podcast that brings you dope conversations about everyday business analysis. Welcome to season one, episode eight, with me, Jean. Me, Joe. And me, Ollie. That's Ollie, Ollie Wills. Ollie's a business manager in the global markets at Rand Merchant Bank, RMB. When we asked Ollie if there was anything in particular we could say about him while introducing him on the show, he said, nothing comes to mind, but I just enjoy my job, which perhaps speaks to the humility of the man. Welcome to the show, Ollie. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, John. Yeah, it's good having you, man. It's, uh, it's always a, a good place to start is to, you know, dig a, dig a little bit into the story and, uh, you know, for our listeners out there and uh, even for us on the pod, you know, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Oliver Wills. You know, where'd, uh, where'd the story start? Where'd you grow up? Uh, what was school and uni or, you know, education years like? And what are you up to at the moment? Where are you based? Sure. Um, I grew up in Cape Town um, and was schooled there um, um, and uh, also went to university at uh, University of Cape Town. Um, I studied uh, BCom and then I moved on to um, do my honours in finance after that. Um, so I was all kind of really set for a, a career in finance, I guess. Um, and um, uh, the kind of entry level positions, I guess, when I was doing my, my honours degree, um, people wanted to get into um, the different asset managers, asset management is quite a big industry in, in Cape Town, um, as opposed to the banking sector, which is more Joburg based mm. at uh, Johannesburg. Um, so I started in a little back office uh, environment um, in, a, in a small asset management firm in Cape Town and kind of just wanted to get cracking. I, I actually started that while I was, while I was doing my honours, um, so working and, and studying at the same time. Um, so that was good. Um, I had a um, girlfriend at the time who's now my wife. Um, she um, is a doctor. Um, she moved up to Joburg when she was doing an internship. Um, and I moved up with her in about 2008. Um, and I contracted with JP Morgan as a, as a business analyst there. Um, so nice. I, I really enjoyed the the business analyst type work. Um, I always thought that the natural progression was to kind of be a business analyst and then a, a project manager. Although oh. I, 
I um, I soon uh, soon realized that uh, actually I, I really enjoyed the analysis part of things, um, and I wasn't very good at the management side of things. But um, I I spent a little bit of time with J.P. Morgan as a business analyst, and then I moved to Ram Merchant Bank um, after a you know brief spell um, at at J.P. Morgan, and then. Um, I've been at RMB ever since. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the working environment and the the people and the the type of work that I've been exposed to. Um, I did a, a diploma in business analysis, um, and um, I I suppose it was kind of an organic progression in terms of 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 how my career evolved. Um, you know. The BA type of work, um, as you guys will know, um, is is sometimes quite domain specific. So, you know, you find yourself getting quite um, lost in your in the intricacies of your business and and how the business works and um, and and sometimes it's um, it's quite difficult to see the wood from the trees. Um, but I, I, I joined a, um, one of the front office teams, which was structuring, and um, effectively became a, a dedicated resource to the structuring desk. And I, my a large part of my focus was on new product platform and business development. Um, so the role kind of morphed into something between a business analyst and a and a project manager, um, and and. For want of a better word, I mean, it, it, it's only really been formalized more recently, but it's it's now called a business manager. But I would say the main sort of focus is you manage your own projects. Um, you don't have a project manager per se managing that for you. So you run with your own things, which which I enjoy. Um, and you also get to to keep your roots of your, to your you know, your, your, your analyst type of, um, of skills. So you can really go deep deep diving into into things which um which i've always enjoyed dig into um, the details yeah. right yeah yeah and make yeah. sure you get around get your head around things and and really get to understand and get to grips with things what's going on so that's kind thing? of yeah where i've where i've kind of landed um and as i said it's only sort of you know in the last three to four years it's been formalized um and now we've got about nine business managers in our division okay um, Okay, yeah. that, that, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds nice. And, and, and we can dig in. I mean, we will dig into some of that. But I, I, at first, I want to jump back, back in the day to your Cape Town mm. days, Ollie. Tell sure. me, what was a teenage Ollie like? Was he a social outcast, head boy? Was he sports captain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... I suppose, yeah, I enjoyed my sports. Um, I was uh, um, school prefect and that type of thing. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the variety of a uh, bit of sports, bit of academics, um, bit of cultural. Um, so I suppose I, was, I kind of went for the all-rounder type of um, thing. But I guess it speaks to kind of my curious nature around um, always being interested in in um in, in a range of different things um so i th- I, I think I, I put it you know in my uh, brief um that i sent through which was you know stay curious you know it's what's it's a it's a real thing that i think is has um 
shaped somewhat like my career um, to be interested and be curious about various things. Um, mm. So that's, that's awesome. uh, you know, that, that's kind of a, probably a common thread I've, I've had throughout um, and, and certainly was prominent in, in this, the school days. Um, yeah. <laughs> Be curious. I like it. Makes mm. for a good bloody t-shirt as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that like the, the curiosity part, uh, like, uh, you know, was that anything that, that, that that sort of like inherent nature of yours contribute to, to taking on work and study or was, or was that more of sort of just a natural way of things happening? Cause uh, you know, like I've, uh, I've been down that road myself and it's, uh, it's not an easy balance to strike. So it's uh, it was pretty interesting mm. to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, for me, a big part of my work is listening to other people. Um, so I suppose over the years, I've, I've developed those listening skills. And I think it's important, particularly when you're trying to get a big initiative or a project off the ground or um, whatever it might be that you're involved with. But I really think it's an important um, thing to do as much listening and, and certainly in the in the early stages um, to what people have to say. Um, I, I find that I work with um, very specialized people um, a fair amount of the time and they've got such immense knowledge of the subject matter and um, I, I genuinely do find it interesting chatting to them um, and um, um, remaining or, or keeping that curious outlook on life, I think, um, makes you a better listener in some ways um you know it's uh it's it's just something that's that i suppose you know is a is an inherent thing now it, it comes naturally to me so so I, I find that i have long conversations with people um <laughs> you know i i want to ask more questions i want to know get to the bottom of things um i want to know sort of why things are the way they are um, and I th and I think that that's that's an important um, part of of you know if you're putting a project together requiring three different teams input you know all of that's got to come together otherwise it's, the whole thing's not really you know it's it's not going to necessarily work well in the end yeah. so um, yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. Ta talking of curiosity Ollie. Um, I mean, mm. that's part of the reason we've asked you to come on the show, because we're curious. We're cu curious about you, who you are, what mm. you get up to, and, and sort of how you do it. And that, that's going to be the, the thread of the rest of this pod, really. So, so to start us off, um, you, you, you mentioned what you might be working with. Tell us about a little bit about what you do. You touched on it in terms of being this business manager, BA slash PM, mm. working on projects. Mm. We know you work for RMB in the global markets. Mm. Can you tell us a bit more about the sort of crux of what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of business managers, we allocate it to various trading desks or, or business lines. Um, over the years, I've been exposed to a lot of those businesses, which has been really great. Um, so I've, my roots, I guess, are more in the structured trading space. Um, so we put together deals for clients um, as a business. Um, and we, um, there's, there's a, I suppose you can call it um, sort of a frontline support person who owns um, the operational um, aspects of the of the of the desk end to end. So that that ranges from, 
you know, finance, risk, um, operations, technology, um, you know, there's a very uh, sort of um, a whole range of disciplines that we that we work with. Um, we do a lot of new product development. So if we want to launch a new product for a client or whatever that might be, we we take take it through the process, which generally um, involves chatting or it's sort of um, getting feedback and interacting with about probably 20 different areas within the bank, whether it be compliance, tax, legal, um, a whole lot of things. But it's all all about you know, making sure that the 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 business runs smoothly end to end. So, so I do enjoy the new business sort of develop and new product development side of things, um, and and there's also a new platform development aspect of it. So we're constantly looking at new ways in which we can and better ways which we can do things, um, change our technology platforms. Um, you know, we have to interrogate the way we're doing things. There's always big cost pressures um, that we need to be aware of, and and obviously, um, profitability um, for shareholders is, is is obviously something we keep a close eye on. So, so you know, we need to. There's a there's a, a, a whole lot of different things going on, um, and it's it's very sort of the one way I can distinguish it from a project management type role is that a project manager will um, kind of have a brief and a make a, you know, sit down and create an, a sort of a, have the time to create and probably the space to have a, a nice big project plan and do a little roadmap and, you know, map out resources. They'll have a budget. They'll, um, I suppose with a business manager, it's much more of a dynamic um management um, approach so you know you might be involved in a project that takes a couple of days or a, or a week or a month or you know a year so the the, the varying um, time uh, sort of time constraints on on depending on what the what what is on the go and you might work on something for two months and then you know people just decide, you know what, we actually don't need that anymore. So we're going to move on to something else. And wow. so it's a, it's a lot more it's agile and dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've got to, to you've got to be quite plugged into your business and know what they're, know what yeah. they're doing. And um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's a little bit more dynamic yeah. than a, a static project, you know, it's going to run yeah. for six months or a year and yeah. everything's nicely defined up front. And that, that was a really nice phrase you just slipped in there, which is you really need to be plugged into your business. And you, you, you mentioned earlier that domain expertise was something critical. So your job sounds like a real hybrid, a real balance of you, you have banking product that you talked about, but you also talked about mm. platform product, about being mm. plugged in. You've got PM, you've got BA. There's a whole mix happening in, in, mm. that, in that job, isn't there? Yeah, and exactly. I mean, sometimes for the bigger projects, I'll, I'll, I'll get a PM resource to come come and help out and sort of manage, um, just because of the, the sheer volume, you know, the the volume and the the amount of um, sort of um, I don't know what the word is. There's, you know, a lot of administration, a lot of uh, signing off of committees and all that type of thing. So, I, you know, we don't know if it's a big enough project to warrant that and there's big enough budget. Well, then, yeah, we'll, we'll ask a PM to come and help us with that. Um, 
But, it must be um, nice to get some resources to help now and again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've um, you got to fight for your resources a bit, um, but you know it does. It's it's managing a lot of moving parts. You know, there's yeah. industry trends that are happening all the time, and particularly in the investment banking space, you know, things can be things can move quite quickly, and your priorities might change um, in in a very short space of time. So. You know, going back to your point, John, being plugged in, it, it re is really important to to be plugged into your business. And I mean, I sit with the guys on the desk, so on the on the trading floor, and you know, we we're constantly communicating and talking about what's important and what's coming up. And um, yeah, you might just get an email saying you need to drop everything, and this is the most important thing for the next, you know three days or whatever it is you know so so it is it is exciting and it does that that sort of frontline um support aspect i suppose or getting into the detail um that 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 keeps me nice and grounded um and 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 i do get to to also delve into some analysis you know around um, things that are happening on the desk, the industry trends. There's a lot of white papers that are coming out. I suppose one of the, the benefits of the um, South African banking industry is that we do get to see a lot of the global trends before they get to South Africa. So you do have an idea of what's happening on a global global scale before it um, before it does hit hit the South African shores. So we we interact a lot with the international banks on what they're up to and a lot of our trading partners. So okay. it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to be plugged in that way. Um, Sounds really interesting. Like lots of ambiguity and stuff in there, but, uh, it, uh, I, I like the, I like the, it's almost an, an analogy, the, the sort of sense that you said, you know, sitting on the desk, sitting at the desk with the traders. Um, mm. I think that speaks to a, a lot of the sort of, you know, business analysis that we're passionate about. Um, is mm. that like on the ground stuff. Um, mm. Something that I, I found interesting, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening, lots of uh, moving parts, as you mentioned, but, uh, you know, at least, in, and, and maybe this is a flawed perspective, but banking to me or, you know, trading to me has, has always seemed a bit of a, I want to say, traditionally quite a, a like, formal space. Uh, you mm. know, in terms of your, your ways of working, we, we, we chatted a little bit before we hit record on this and, uh, you know, just your, like, I want to say your, your preference in terms of, terms of working times and, and sort of set up. Um, does that does that fit with the I want to say the accepted norms um, of your industry, mm. or, or what does that look like? What is a what is a typical day for for Ollie Walls like? If uh, you know, if you can choose it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the formalities are driven. You know, I mean, anyone who's in a, a large corporate will understand the you know, the formalities that come with that and the way to behave or the way to act or whatever it might be. Um, you know, some people might work for themselves and that's awesome. And you've got a lot of freedom to do what you want. Um, I suppose in a, in a bigger corporate, um, not specific to banking, but um, in a bigger corporate, there are sort of um, accepted ways of, of doing things. And, um, and that's, that's quite important. I think, Specifically to banking, I mean, this the regulations are strict. Um, we do have a um, we need to adhere to a lot of practices and um, that type of thing. Um, 
so so it's important that we are sort of you know, compliance plays a big role in what we do and and regulation so that's not uh that's not a sort of imposed thing from from a necessarily from a company perspective but it's something we all need to do i think in terms of fitting into the way you work i think you can i think you can still depending on your company you can i th- i think certainly at rmb we we're you know we're very passionate about our people and and um we we trust our people a lot to kind of do the right thing and, and do the job well um so it's nice to have that sort of freedom to run with things mm. um so I feel like the environment is such that it is quite fluid and it is trusting and and it's you're not necessarily um, put into a box and then you've got to kind of stay there. You know, you 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 do get given the opportunities to to grow and to um and to to kind of make a success of things. I guess is yeah. is, is the right thing. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, year as well, right? Because uh, I, th- I think what you said there in terms of trusting people, it's such a, I think it's such an undervalued thing in companies. Um, you know, being around and you know also currently in a, in a large scale organization, and I think there's a there's an immense power that comes with that because that sort of trust that you give to people allows people to actually take ownership of the work they do. Um, mm. You know, and I think when you when you allow people to do that. Uh, the mag- that's where the magic happens at, at mm. least from what you know from what i've experienced and seen so um so that's, yeah. that's really great it doesn't feel it never feels like an environment where you working for your boss you know it's, it feels like you're running with something and it's um it's up to you you know um so you know there's obviously responsibility and that type of thing that comes up with it uh, comes with that but the you get good guidance and um I enjoy that kind of an environment. I think it's uh, it's it's a bit more healthy. It, it, it's interesting. A lot of the words you've said in there as well. I'm almost hearing a contradiction, um, but a contradiction that that's clearly working. O- on one hand, we say there's formality, there's compliance. You talked about profit and value and shareholders and and making things mm. worthwhile. Then on the other hand, you say you've pretty much got some rope to be able to do what your intuition and gut says, and you might be working on something, but after two months, you might pull the plug on it because actually you need to do something else. And that's quite an extraordinary sort of uh, hot and cold going on at the same time. But it's, it mm. seems to be working for, you know, and people understand that from what you've said. I think they do, you know, um, there's certainly an acceptance of a, a base level of of um, what we need to do in the industry. Um, everyone has to comply to certain standards. Everyone's got to, um, you know, there's there's certain functions within a bank that just every bank has them, and and that's 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 got to happen. Um, so I think sort of the trick is knowing that stuff well, um, and knowing what needs to be done, and then working out on top of that. Um, given those sort of restrictions or not restrictions, but sort of, um, you know, the things you have to do, what, what can you do differently to other, other banks um, that will differentiate you in the markets? Um, I think one thing we've been particularly good at is, is focusing on our clients. Um, and I think the client centric approach has, has worked well for us. It's not always easy, but it's, it's certainly a long-term strategy that 
for me, um, taps into my um, sort of um, thing that I do enjoy, which is listening and hearing what clients um, want and what their feedback is and chewing it over and figuring out how we can align better with the, with, with what they want. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, you know, we, we are committed to what our clients want. So, so it's, it's not going to necessarily be a thing that happens overnight and we can't turn around all client requests, you know, within 24 hours or whatever it is. Um, but we can feed that back into various forums and internal groups where we can, where we can chat about these things and, and, and directionally get that start um, aligning with that and getting that right. Um, so it's, um, it is tricky sometimes to um, going back to your question, Joe, you know, you are sometimes jumping around a bit because you, you have a different um, focus maybe on one day um, and then maybe something urgent comes up that you need to, that you need to tackle um, which, um, which I think keeps me on my toes. I, I wouldn't say that happens every day, but it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it does, it does happen from time to time, which is, which is good. Mm. It's, sure. it's important that, right. Because it, it also allows you to sort of, you know, iterate and, and grow from that. I, I, I like the idea. I think earlier you also mentioned, um, you know, the, the striking the balance between keeping shareholders, um, happy in a sense, you know, I use that in, in quotation marks and, and being client focused because I, I think taking that sort of input and um, I almost want to say voice of the customer um, approach on board uh, allows, I think not you only as an organization to grow, but also as an individual, right? Because you're looking at these different things, you're sharing perspectives, you're having these conversations with people and, and that sort of stuff becomes, becomes part of who we are and, and how we work. Yeah. And I mean, if you take any industry, I mean, it doesn't have to be banking, but it could be, um, uh, uh, the selling coffee, you know, um, it's much easier to, um, sell one type of coffee because internally you can stream, streamline your processes to produce masses of the same thing day in, day out. And internally you might be fine, but you know what? People might get bored of your coffee and the guy down the road's got five different types of coffee and, um, you sitting with your your one your one type of uh, coffee that you that you've been beating out, and your internal costs might be low, and all that type of good stuff. But um, you're going to be out of business pretty soon if you don't focus on your your client needs and and keep up with what's going on in the market. So um, you know it's the same kind of principle that that um, you know we need to differentiate ourselves and go the extra mile um, with our clients and and um, I mean, one big thing about banking, I guess, is the, um, you know, it's a serv people forget it's a service industry, you know, um, you might not, um, <laughs> retail banking clients might not always think that uh, they're being serviced the best or, you know, whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it's banking as a service. And if you're in the service industry, um, your clients really are um, one of one of the most important, you know, they are the most important um, part of your business. If you don't have clients, you don't you don't have a business. So it's for me, it's it's critical. You know, if we look at if you take the lens of banking as a service, um, you know, how how do we better service our clients? What different channels, um, be it electronically, be it 
face-to-face, -face, be it um, whatever it might be, um, what are you doing in order to to reach your your clients and and hear what their needs are? So yeah. I think um, you know the, the 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 channels part is is a huge focus for us and making sure our electronic channels are stable. They are um, they're accessible to a lot of different people, yeah. um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest shifts we've seen in banking um, over the last decade or so. Yeah. And you talked about competitive advantage. And I think really what you're saying now is it's trying to find what those things are. I mean, banking is a, you know, th there's a lot of players, right? And there is only so much one can provide to customers. So it, it's difficult to find competitive advantage. And I'm sort of going to do a bit of a, a slip into competitive advantage Mm. but of a of a different angle here and that is you and your role and um mm. going back to the beginning of of that last little segment that we talked about uh jean uh, gave a perspective flawed or unflawed but that's that banking's quite a traditional sector right and mm. i have a cousin who used to work at schroeder's and there's a particular story I, I remember. So obviously banking, one of the perceptions is that everybody's suited and booted. You know, it's very formal. Everyone's looking mm. the part. But the thing I recall is that whenever he bought a suit, he had to buy it with two jackets. And the reason he had to buy two jackets is because when he went out to lunch, he had to leave one behind on his chair to make it look like he hadn't gone out to lunch. And that... <laughs> 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 that, that, that always stuck with me. And I think it goes to show the pressurized environment that banking can be, that investment banking can be. And, the, mm. you know, these perceptions get passed on to the employee, to people like you. And, you know, there's a lot going on right now. And there's many urgent things that we need to tackle. As you say, we've got to be kept on our toes. There's um, many expectations that we have to fulfill. So in the spirit of, of that sort of environment, what's your motto? What's your source of strength for managing the buzz around you and for getting through stuff and getting stuff done? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I have reflected on that um, sort of in the past. Um, you know, I, I, there's a, there's a, there's a lot, as you said, there's a lot of noise going on around and there's a lot of different things happening and whatever it is, but I, I always feel like, um, you know, doing, I remember one of the managers at work saying, um, you know, when we're trying to figure out quite a complex problem and we're kind of getting into that analysis paralysis stage and, you know, no one was really getting to the bottom of things and he said, guys, it's, it's simple. Just, just do the right thing. And and just just focus on what's important, and and you know you'll figure it out. Um, and it it is it is about that. Like you know, there's often we can get caught up in a whole lot of different things. If if we go this route, then what's going to happen? And you know, and the, he just said at the end of the day, just just do the right thing. If if that's where your if that's where your compass is, um, and and doing what's right for the business and uh, long term sustainability for the business. Um, then you, you're probably on the right track, you know? Um, so yeah, so there, there is a lot of noise. There's a lot of, mm. uh, kind of, uh, distractions, I guess, that come your way. And, and there's a lot of uh, being a complex business. People often, you know, they don't always necessarily understand everything. Um, but I suppose now 
having been in the industry for a while, you can sort of cut through, you know, having seen things, you can cut through a little bit of the noise. And, and I suppose that just comes from a bit of experience and having seen how things play out, you know, and what is a big deal and what's not a big deal. And, you know, um, and what can we, what can we sort out later? What needs to be addressed now? Um, so it's, it's kind of, it really is, it takes a while. Um, and I, and I think, the experience does, I would say, helps quite a lot. Yeah, that's a really oh, nice right. lens. <laughs> it's a really nice lens to look through. And it actually, it, it mirrors something that I was told by a manager as well, like early on in my career. I, you know, when, when I was a bit more wet behind the ears, greener, and a bit more doubtful of, of stuff at times, I used to go say, hey, Garth here's a choice, which do I do? And he would always answer me the same way every time and say, what's the best one for the business? Every time. Mm. And it just, it took out mm. so much noise, so much buzz. It took out yeah. politics. It took out anything yeah. that, that was happening, just cut to making the best decision for the bigger picture. I think, uh, yeah, that's wonderful it, advice. Exactly. Yeah. It's no, I, I've, yeah, it's definitely something that's stuck with me for, for many years now. And, um, and I, th I think you can't go too far wrong, you know, um, if you had to kind of explain yourself at the end of the thing, you kind of say, well, at the time I had two or three choices and this is the one I went with and this is my reasons. And, and yeah, so if you do make the wrong choice, you know, so be it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I suppose I'm lucky in terms of the environment that, um, you know, people are forgiving and they do say, you know, uh, you, you don't want to be making mistakes all the time and you do want to sort of show that you have learned something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but, it, but I think if you are solid in your reasoning and your, your compass is pointing in the right direction, um, I think you, you, you don't generally go too far wrong. Um, Assume positive intent. <laughs> I, I, like that, I, I like that idea that that simplification is you know do the right thing and i, I think you know one of our previous guests uh, we we spoke to brian, brian neville on our previous episode um mm. and he, he echoed this idea of context right um, and i think you spoke to that in terms of having this um this knowledge and this experience because um doing the right thing i think looks different to different people in different contexts and it's it's about cutting through the noise as you call it um, mm. you know, and, and really getting down to, to sort of like the, the simplified version of that. Um, mm. I love that idea. Um, if you had to like, if you had to, I want to say cherry pick something specific, um, you know, and let's, let's say the last year, uh, over the last 12 months, or, you know, maybe it's, it's 2020 for you. Like what is, what has been the, the biggest lesson or the, you know, the biggest takeaway for you, for you in the past year? Um, I think, Probably more recently, um, I've really, I've really started focusing on the benefit of the collective. Um, you know, I've, um, I really think there's a lot of power that comes with um, working at, as a team. Um, obviously, I enjoy my individual work and kind of analysis type of stuff and all of that. But um, I think sort of the recent things I've been working on, I've just realised. Um, again, that the power of the collective and and getting you know a whole lot of different individuals to work together um, who might not otherwise have talked to each other um, you know at all um, I, it's it's a big deal you know it's yeah. uh, people work in different divisions they never 
they never come across each other or talk to each other. But you know, when there's a common goal and a common purpose, and everyone's got to get get going and 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 work together, it, it it's really just been a a recent thing that that I've remembered again and how powerful that can be. And getting a huge initiative over the line um, takes that that collective power. Um, so that's 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 just a recent thing. I know it's not a that's, it's not something good. new, but it's just something like that's that. been fresh and and yeah, it's it's quite a recent uh, project that we've able to land and and it's it's been amazing to see the the kind of people coming together and really pulling in the right direction. So yeah, I, th- I think it I think it speaks to um, you know some of the the I want to say character traits that you've alluded to earlier. You know that that ability to to sort of listen and to sit down with people and you know have the conversations. Um, mm. I'd, I'd almost, you know, go as far as saying that that, that I would have expected that sort of answer. Um, you, you know, <laughs> in terms of having that passion for people and and their ideas, um, you mm. know, I, I think collaboration and, and working collaboratively is is almost a given. So, so that's mm. amazing to hear. It's, it's really good. Um, I think especially yeah. at the the level where you function and you know the sort of stuff that you drive. Um, you know, having having people around you and trusting them, and you know, sort of getting them to work together. I think that's 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 probably one of the biggest responsibilities for for people in leadership positions. Um, you know, yeah. I think we sometimes miss that. So it's uh, it's it's refreshing to hear that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, coming back to one of Joe's points earlier on, um, you know, the the types of people and the the industry and that. I mean, typically, the the people that are being employed are really high performing individuals you know they've they've really got to the top of their game in their very specific field that they um that they're in and um and i think that if you've got a lot of people like that in one place um it does some sometimes take someone like me perhaps to kind of bring these different elements together mm. um so characteristically in investment banking you know you get your a-type personalities they go 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 and you know they really are driven and they they you know they're high performers and all that type of thing um but it's um you know getting the trick right of 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 bringing those people together and doing something um as a collective i think is a is, is something i've i've enjoyed i've enjoyed doing and i enjoy seeing it um i think also people get get good personal satisfaction out of it as a group, um, not just individually. Love that. Yeah, I, I love that too, Ol, um, about, you know, get, getting the tricks right about personality types. And uh, you, you talk about belonging and you talk about shared experience, really, you know, being a part of something. I guess success is much sweeter, you know, when you can share that with people as opposed to just celebrating by yourself. and Part of me thinks that's age and stage, right? Maturity, like perhaps <laughs> when we're younger, we're a bit more ambitious, we're a bit more selfish and, uh, and driven, you know, around what we do. And then as we get older, we, we, we sort of chill a bit, right? You know, <laughs> and maybe, yeah. um, maybe give some other people a turn. But I also feel like it's it's a world stage as well. I feel like as a world, as as an age, as an era, it's a lot more about collaboration these days, and it's a lot more mm. about shared experience. And I think everybody's just thriving off that. Mm. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I, you know, the way information is shared these days, it's almost like there are no secrets in some ways. You know, there's sort of, if you really want to find something out, you can do it fairly quickly. Um, but I think, you know, sort of the unique and, and yeah, so, so in other words, sort of access to information and that, but bringing the people aspect into it and bringing the common vision and um, those things are a little bit more tricky to, to actually get done, you know, um, and, and to, to, to sort of kind of go, okay, well, oh yeah, you want to do this. So, okay. Well then you just need these five things and then off you go kind of thing. And, but when you actually have to start doing it yourself and actually work through the, you know, the, the complexities of how you get things done. I think that's when, that's when things are, you know, you learn a lot more out of that, that sort of journey of, of, you know, um, going through the how as opposed to just sort of the what, um, and we can easily find the what, you know, we can find the answers. We have the information. Cool. That's what you need to do. Why don't you just go and do it? You know, but journeying through the, the how and you know having to spend time with people and um, bring them on board and and refocus their activities you know everyone's got their own agendas and what they want to do and trying to refocus the people as a group to um, achieve a common goal is is it it takes it takes a bit of a bit of effort you know Ooh, it's enough um, and yeah and, and you need to you need different skill sets um, depending on who you're speaking to, you know? Um, but I think, I think you're right, Joe. I think the, maybe the age and stage thing is a, is a big factor for me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so it's, um, it. you know, but I, but I have always been a person who's sort of more interested in the, in a, a collective output than a sort of necessarily individually focused, I suppose, if I, individual focus for me is sort of more personal satisfaction of understanding something or, or getting to know something. But um, the, you know, probably from an early age uh, to, to see the power of the collective has, has always been a, a great thing of satisfaction for me. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because, uh, you know, as you were talking and, and even in, you know, some of the, the previous, uh, I want to say topics that we've breached, been sitting here thinking you know it's it's not often we i think we we all say you know yeah we love our jobs we're passionate about it but i find it's it's not often that you you speak to someone who you can sort of almost hear um you know them oozing a passion for their industry and and their work um and i mean obviously you know you and you and joe go back a little bit um you know, we we basically just met before this conversation and it's uh you know that mm. that's the take it's 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 refreshing to hear someone speak so passionately about their profession and you know when 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 we were having some conversations in the lead up to this uh one thing that that came out a lot is is the fact that you you love your job um mm. but i gotta ask you know as someone who's focused <laughs> on the collective who you know loves working with people and like you know bringing people together um, mm. is, is there a different like industry or, or job that you, you would do? Um, you know, let's, let's say if you didn't love what you do today as much, uh, would, mm. would there be something that you'd be naturally drawn to taking, you know, sort of all these like passions and, and natural characteristics into account? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been in, in the industry for, for quite a while now and I, I can't really see, um, 
uh, I suppose I don't know much about um, many other industries. I, I think if it was going to be something else, it would be probably people oriented, um, perhaps, um, you know, uh, teaching of, of some sort um, where you can share your experiences, you can share your um, your knowledge with other people. Um, so I think that for me would, would probably be a, a route that, that I'd kind of look at. Um, and yeah, I suppose with the, um, yeah, but I mean, I, I do enjoy sort of the, it's, it's, it is a contradictory thing. I mean, I enjoy the analysis side of things and the, right. you know, analyzing things, um, but it, I also enjoy the, the engagement and the sort of um, what I can learn from other people. So it's, um, cool. yeah, the, we, we did one of those, um, those H, uh, I think it's called HBDI assessment, something, um, anyway. Um, but I, I, I got given sort of very analytical um, characteristics on the one side and then kind of also free thinking on, on the other side. So, it was, uh, yeah, there's, there's, a, yeah, there's a strange uh, kind of set of things going on there. But yeah, uh, to answer your question, I, I think it would be sort of in a, a teaching or, or even a coaching type of space. Um, I have done a bit of mentor mentoring and that's been quite fulfilling. So, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. That, that's, that's cool. So, okay. That, that's sort of looking ahead to see what you, you know, maybe a career switch uh, in in the future, um, and it's time for us to move on to our seeded question, uh, which is which is a little tradition that we have on the show. Really, what that mm. means is that a past guest is, is about to pose a question to you to answer, but do not fear you you'll get the opportunity to pass on a question to the next poor soul who um braves <laughs> this podcast. But this question is from our good friend Bryden Ned Neville, um, and he would like to know what did you want to be when you were growing up, although he adds to it because I think he's going through a bit of an early midlife crisis. He says he's still thinking about this one, but um, you know, mm. if we, if we roll the years <laughs> back, what did Ollie want to be? Sure. That's a good question. Um, I think I, I, I think I did at some point think about teaching. Um, um, I, 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 yeah, I suppose that was one thing I thought about being. Maybe when I was uh, five or six years old, I wanted to be a policeman. Um, but uh, <laughs> then we think... all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a fire fireman or something. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I can't really. Okay. I can't really recall a, a particular passion. I mean, some people want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a, a thing, you know. Mm. Um, I didn't have that sort of one thing that I um, that I that I sort of thought if there was only one thing for me, and I wanted to be a doctor, and I'm a doctor, and that's great, you know. Um, but uh, for me, it's been a little bit of a it's more of a journey, and I suppose speaking to the career growth, it's also kind of an organic thing. You figure things out along the way. You figure out what you like, what you don't like, and you make some small changes and tweaks as you go, and eventually you end up in a, a role and a job that you, an environment that you enjoy. So, yeah. 
like 90% of the business analysts I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems yeah. to be the curiosity driving it and the, the rest is sort of, you know, if, if, uh, I don't want to use the word free for, but uh, figuring out as we go and, and sort of finding your passion and finding your way. I think it's mm. pretty cool though. Mm. Yeah, no, I do enjoy it. So I think, I mean, we've spoken tons about, uh, you know, your, I want to say your, your curiosity and, and your, your natural tendency to dig into things. Um, you know, we, 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 we on this show specifically, you know, we want to try and dig into the way people think about life. And, you know, we also want to, want to, we want to see what people are thinking about today, you know? So, so what's the, what's the thing that you're curious about at the moment? And, you know, I'm, I'm sure from what I've heard, there's, there's probably more than one, um, you know, but if, if we had to pull up your, you know, your search history or look at the book that you're reading today, what, what's piquing your interest? What's, uh, what's, what's keeping your mind intrigued? Um, I think for me, um, I mean, it sounds like an old concept, but the globalization type of um, concept, I think for, for a large number of um, South African companies or organizations, they are looking um, in the offshore space and uh, sort of seeing what diversification plans they can put in place. Um, and I think that um, you know, aside from company strategy or whatever for um, um, for different organisations, I have been more exposed now into different markets um, in 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 Europe and the UK and that type of thing. And I'm finding it really exciting to to uh, learn more um, about how those markets operate and how things work there and. Um, you know, looking at much more well-established um, markets where we're not trying to figure everything out from ground zero. Um, you know, sort of, you know, we, we do new products here and, you know, it's South African first and then yeah. kind of go overseas and it's, you know, it's, it's been done for, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very impressive and it's very um, good to see sort of how those markets operate. And there's a lot of learnings that we can, um, that we can get. So, that's piquing my interest at the moment just because I'm involved in a, um, in a project where we, where we are working with, um, you know, in offshore markets. So, okay. so I, I, I like that. I, I think That's for cool. me at the moment, it's a, it's a cool thing to, to be looking at. That is, it is. And I mean, globalization is the global village, isn't it? We're so interconnected, as you said, mm. information is freely available, um, it, it, it's so easy to to take some an idea from somewhere and run with it in a more localized environment, and it's exciting to do that and to be able to base stuff off, um, you know, something that's gone before. I think mm. I also think that South Africa, the the people in South Africa have an incredibly entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit as well, and certainly in the banking sector. I think I see some good ideas coming out as well. And I think mm. there's probably quite an exciting future, for, you know, in terms of payments, contactless mm. payments, investments, what people can invest in. Uh, there's going to be greater accessibility of, you know, what people can do. Mm. I, I agree. I think, I think we are in very advanced in terms of our um, digital platforms that we've set up um, from a banking perspective, um, certainly on the retail side. Um, so I, th I think there's some, some really great um, things that are, that are happening in the local markets. 
Um, and I suppose, yeah, I, I mean, my side, I suppose, is more the, the market side, but um, equally, you know, we're learning, we're learning from each other, I guess. Um, so it's, um, so it's, yeah, it, there's a lot of different dynamics and there's different markets that um, are in play. Um, but as you said, Joe, I mean, the, the global village is, is actually quite small when you, when you, when you start engaging with it, you know, you can reach out very quickly and, um, you know, having conference calls with people all over the world, um, is, is an easy thing to, to get right. Um, and suddenly we, then we, we collaborating, you know, we collaborating, even though it's digitally, it's a form of collaboration, which, which obviously is exciting for me. And, um, you know, it's, we, we've got to get the way in which we do it right, but um, but it, it, the collaboration is there. Yeah, it is, and and uh, and I think people people are prepared to share. That's the other thing. Despite you thinking that maybe the conversations you want to have are going to be somewhat off limits, you know, people are actually happy mm. to share experience and and cooperate. You know, even with competition. So so it's, it's it's a wonderful time to be in. But but talking of sharing, we, we we'd like to share some of your inner psyche here, Ollie. So we're we're, mo we're, we're moving on to the fun end of the. Uh, and the tail end, but also the fun end of the pod. Not that the rest mm. of it hasn't been fun, but we have something that we like to call the quick fire nine, right? Mm. Which, which is, let me just explain the rules briefly. I'm going to give you, I'm going to say to you two things. You have to pick one. You can't say other. You can't say pass. You can't give an alternate answer. Mm. You simply have to pick A or B. Okay, and I'm going to fire these at you. So, you know, it doesn't give you much mm. time to contemplate any answer. You must just mm -hmm. give us your instinctful answer. Okay, are you ready? Sure. Yeah, okay, let's go. Bank card or payment app? Payment app. Debonair's or Butler's Pizza? Butler's Pizza. Product features or customer service? Customer service. Speak up or keep quiet? Speak up. Job or role? Role. Rugby or cricket? Oof, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> work from office or work from home? Mm, work from office. Beer or wine? Wine. Arsenal or Liverpool? Oof. Arsenal. Damn it. Two oceans or comrades? <laughs> Two oceans. Okay. You let me down there, Ol. I have lost the <laughs> series. <laughs> I believe that is 5-2 for the Arsenal. 5-3. I, I, will, I will take every uh, goal I can here, Jean, but it's 5-3. <laughs> We, we, we had a, so everybody gets the Arsenal Liverpool question and we're running a, 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 mm. a score over the series and you've just put me in the losing position <laughs> here also I'm feeling quite bleak now often Oliver we I, can definitely be friends <laughs> I, I know very little to nothing about English football so and um, to that I would say clearly we will edit that little bit out of the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Well, talking about nails in the coffin and uh, bringing things <laughs> in. Nicely um, done, you know, John. 
<laughs> we we are approaching the the, the foot end of uh, of the show, and uh, you know like we've got a few little tidbits, the quick fire nine, a few little things we do on the show, and you know one of uh, one of our mainstays is is the seeded question, um, you know the one we've shared with you before from from our previous guests, but you know we also want to pay it forward and and allow you to ask a similar question of uh, of our next guest, um, mm. who I believe is a good friend Mo Bray. And uh, so you shared that with us. Um, uh, be happy for you to um, to just share that with us on the show and uh, and pay it forward. Yeah. Um, my question was, what gets you out of bed in the morning? So you know, what what gets you going? What really gets you fired up and and um, you know, get out of bed and you think, cheapers, let's go for it today. So that's what I want to know. Okay, we we will pass that on to Mo, and so you can mm. tune into the episode with um with him to find out what his answer is for you all. Sounds great. Look forward to that. Yeah. Nice one, Ollie. So uh, you know, one thing left to do. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, you know, they want to they want to have a bit of a chat. Um, mm. you know, maybe draw on some of your experience or just enjoyed some of the. Um, you know, the deeper stuff that you've shared. Uh, is there mm. any specific or preferred way that uh, people can get in touch with you, social media, that sort of thing? I think um, I'm pretty much on LinkedIn, I think is the only one I check. Um, otherwise, happy t to take any emails. Um, so I'm on ollywills at gmail.com. Um, but I'll awesome. post it on, the, on, on your guys' site. Yeah, that's nice, perfect. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be sharing it in the, in the show notes as well. It's uh, mm. it's been a blast having you on the show, and we appreciate you you sharing your insights and uh, you sharing your your love and your passion for for your industry, but you know also for for the business analysis space and and the skill set. Um, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know just thanks for being part of the the bigger conversation. Uh, Great, I'm sure it, yeah, it means as much to the people out there as it does to to the two of us. Thanks, yeah, thanks very much for having me on the show, guys, and it was really uh, great to to be here and to be able to share. You, it was, you can't show up at people's desks and intimidate them either. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do you miss that? <laughs> is, is that a tactic that you the, normally the, use? <laughs> the power of surprise. We've we got to get this question down, Sean. We, I don't think we covered intimidation. <laughs> <laughs>